to the Page Nation. I am your host, Chris Farley. As usual, I sound like a little girl, and I just I just put my makeup on at Divas and Dudes. As usual, to my right is Joanna. How are you? I'm feeling good. What'd you do today? Um, today I went to the gas station, and at 7-Eleven, I was just looking to buy a Slurpee. But then I realized I needed to get some gas. And I felt really embarrassed because I had to ask this, like, 60-million-year-old how to pump my gas because I'm from New Jersey, and New Jersey is just awesome. Great. That was a good story. And as usual, to my left is Willamy Docs. Docs, how are you today? Uh, I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks for asking. I, I noticed that we have a, a slightly new format for the show today. Are you guys feeling okay? Yep. Yeah, I just took a pill. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's, it's, it's t- <laughs> What? Oh, the song. song. Um, yeah. Is it some sort of Taylor Swift thing that I don't know no, about? No, it's like Not sure. a really <laughs> weird song about being at a party and then this girl, and then the singer took a pill and it was like, I took a pill and I peed, and I was like, okay, well then, <laughs> like good for you. I feel like this is music skip. you guys should be listening to. Yeah, skip. Good good, good answer, Joanna. Well, we have a really big show today. That's my line. Show's about me. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot. Well, why don't you go ahead and set the table? Yeah, docs. Um, so today we are going to talk about... About running and dogs. and dogs like my dog London <laughs> and my dog Luigi. Did you dogs do anything crazy? Um, my dog went to the beach and he was going crazy because he couldn't find his tennis ball. Uh huh. Except it's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <laughs> forgot. <laughs> oh well. Um, and, <laughs> and anything, anything going on with Luigi? Yeah, um, Luigi won't stop eating mushrooms. And, like, I've been noticing that he's been, he, that he's been growing. Like, I fed him a mushroom, and then he grew, like, twice the size. Oh, yeah? I was like, whoa, Are you okay. think, thinking about changing his name to Clifford? Mm, yeah, maybe. And, and dyeing his hair red? <laughs> or maybe just going to the vet. Giving him a pill, too. <laughs> <laughs> the same pill that you took? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, from song lyrics that you shouldn't know? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, hey, it's not my fault. It plays at the gym. Oh, uh, well, if it plays at the gym, then uh, uh, you're off the hook, Joanna. <laughs> um, hey, Chris, did you see in the, in the paper, did you see the story about the, the guy who ran the ultra marathon race in the desert in China? Yeah, he was sweating like heck. He he was sweating like heck. Well, he was in the desert. What do you what do you yeah. think? He's he he's an ice cube. Um. Well, then he would melt. <laughs> you guys are so boring. <laughs> Man, desert people. Well, anyway, there's this there's this news story that we do in the news, and there was a guy who was uh, running an ultra marathon in China, in the desert. And a dog ran with him. And he thought that maybe the dog was with other people. But then when they got separated, the dog kept running with him. So, like, in one day, they ran 78 miles together. 
And then the dog slept in the cot with the guy. That's farther than my dad bike rides. Yeah? So that's, yeah, it's a, that's called an ultra marathon. Sometimes they run 100 miles. But you know that. You're, you're the shoe guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> One too many yes. Yeah, so, so the, the guy was following, or the dog was following the guy. And, and so the guy's going to adopt the dog now. It was just a stray dog that ran a race with him, but the race was like five straight days. Um, question. Uh-huh. If it's a stray dog, how does he adopt it? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he has to wait six months because he lives in Scotland. And so because he's going back to Scotland with the dog, the dog has to be get all of its shots. And then they have to wait six months for the shots to be effective, and then he can bring it home. But didn't he already run with him? So if he had in rabies China. or anything, that guy would have rabies too. Yeah, well, he slept with the dog too. Uh-oh. Yeah. But I think they're more afraid of like some of the diseases and worms and stuff that the dogs could bring over. Oh. Parasites and stuff like that. Don't you guys like that? Don't you guys like the story about the guy with the dog? That oh, yeah, yeah. Yoo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> Yippee. <laughs> Applaud. All right. Well, that's that's one reaction. Uh, Chris, you look like you're falling asleep. <laughs> is, it, is it because we're talking about China and you don't know where China is? No, I do. It's on another continent. Well, I think that's a pretty cool in the news story. Uh, what else do you guys have? Um. Any running stories? Well, my uh, my mom ran a um, four miler. Oh yeah, did you run with her? Um, I'd go off and on, so like I'd run for about uh three minutes. Yeah, three minutes, and then we'd go out see where the next place was, like run there quick, and then wait for her to come, and then we would see. And then we'd like cheer her on and then run with her and then do it again. Mm-hmm. So you guys were super fans at the race? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not not as much as this little boy that was there. There was no, like I want to tell a story. I want to tell a story. No, okay. no. Chris and I went to this race together and like there we just walked up to this little boy and that we were cheering with. Well, he was sitting next to us with his mom and his dad was running and his dad came up, and they were about to run up a hill. And the little boy goes, Daddy, remember, don't get tired. And they were about on his <laughs> third mile. And his mom was like, oh, okay. And then he, the little three-year-old just keeps on running up the hill. And was like, don't get tired, Daddy. Don't, don't, don't get tired. Remember. <laughs> remember, Daddy, don't get tired. Remember, I I went to that race with you guys last year. Mm-hmm. You did. Do you remember? Oh yeah, I put I put like fifteen minutes in my brain pocket. You put fifteen fifteen minutes in your brain pocket. <laughs> I put fifteen minutes in my brain jacket pocket. Oh yeah, um, because it rained. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you guys do the bus loops this year? Um, yes, we did. Yep. Tell, mm-hmm. tell tell everybody about the bus loops. Um, our goal is to get a new playground, so we run for thirty minutes around our bus loop as fast as we can, 
and we see how many loops we can get. And we have to get sponsors from family members. Like, I got Docs as one of my sponsors. So every lap I ran, he would give me 25 cents. And I feel like Docs gave you more than that, but okay. What? Whatever. <laughs> Examples. <laughs> and... <laughs> And so I would get my mom, and then I got Docs, and then I got my nanny and pop-op, and so on. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and uh, how many laps did you do? I think I got, like, 16. I thought you ran for 20 minutes, not 30 minutes. You ran for, like, 15 to 20. I think it was kindergarten to third grade, got, like, 15 and then third grade, fifth got like I mean fourth twi- grade, fourth grade and fifth, yeah. Facts. <laughs> we're not worried about facts on this show. <laughs> and then fourth <laughs> to fifth got twenty minutes because uh, they were older and would <laughs> raise more money. Uh, I gotcha. And and Chris Farley, how did your race go? I th- I think I got like eleven or something. Eleven laps in fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Where you? Um, Boy, <laughs> someone yeah. needs lessons from his wife. <laughs> <laughs> so. I understand that that uh, in your free time, in your imaginary life, you do gymnastics and you do swimming and you do swimming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How'd the swim season go this summer? Swim is good-ish. I think summer swim would be more fun than winter swim. So why is that? Um, we do more drill sort of stuff. We we and do it's yeah. it's more fun, not as hard. So it's mm-hmm. yeah, and but they, but they still work you the same. Yeah, it just feels they, more fun. Yeah, they make it so there are fun drills, but like in winter swim, I think they it's they, all business. Yeah, yeah. they just, just do like, like do a two hundred butterfly, <laughs> but and, do a four hundred, then a two hundred kick. And, but at uh, summer swim, they would t- be like, okay, 300 warm-up, and then we'll do a 25 drill and 50 swim. And then every Friday, we would do fun day. So, if like, we, one fun day. If we, we w- won a meet. Yeah, if we won the we- meet on Tuesday. Okay. But, like, one Friday, we played water polo. Oh, yeah? Like, the silver and up played water polo. And then... The ten and nine and, and tens went and mini mites. Silver is normally eleven, twelve and up, and then nine tens played water polo by themselves. No, mm-hmm. nine tens played with the mites and and with the mites and mini mites. The details probably don't matter. So everybody played water polo. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> and then the other, like, and one other Friday, like. A yellow M&M would be swim a 50 butterfly. And then, like, a green M&M would be in 100 freestyle. So, Joanna, any travel uh, stories this week? Yeah, I took an Uber on the Metro. (laughs) You took an Uber on the Metro. What does that mean? (laughs) It means I took an Uber to the Metro, but then the Uber wouldn't leave me because I didn't pay the guy. So he just drew onto the, drove onto the Metro, and, Cause it, cause and, and he kept on following me. Uh-huh. And, and was he talking to you? Yeah. He was like, pay up, lady! <laughs> but then, yeah. Mm. He was crazy. Yeah. It was all him. It was his fault. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I only old dick guy like five dollars. I mean, really. Just let it go at that point. Yeah. Go and buy yourself a Slurpee. Yeah. You're, you're big from Seven <laughs> Eleven. It's Seven Eleven. Is Seven Eleven like one of our new sponsors? That's the second Slurpee story you've told. <laughs> or you just really want a Slurpee? No. Somebody's falling asleep over in the in the host chair. Should we wrap this up? Yes. Do you guys want to talk shoes real quick? Yeah, so. Don't forget to buy your 50% special. Shoes. 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 Under shoes. Armors. Shoes. Nikes. <laughs> shoes. Nikes? I, I, I think it's Nike. Yeah, Nikes. Shoes. Shoes. Shoelaces. Shoes. Shoes. Thank you, our snack sponsor, Asics, for lots and lots of candy. <laughs> oh, what kind of candy did they bring today? Twizzlers. I hate Twizzlers. And <laughs> <laughs> Jolly Ranchers. And mango flavored and mints men- <laughs> and Mentos. Mentos are my favorite. Well, I'm glad that Asics provided Mentos then. <laughs> and that will be it for today. Bye. Beep beep beep. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> well, thanks for having us. Farley is a little girl, and uh, Joanne is a big girl. Girls, how you doing? <laughs> they did a very great impression. I have to uh, give them credit. Did they, did they really ad-lib everything? They, they wrote their own lines. I told them a couple of facts, which they wrote down in their notebooks. We actually had a, a much better pre-production meeting with my two nieces, uh, who last year were in elementary school. Uh, it was the most professional meeting that we've ever had, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, that, that pumping gas thing was awesome. It is very traumatic to learn how to pump gas. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad. Uh, traumatic enough that an 11 year old knows knows that enough of that to use that as a source for material man I mean do you even need us anymore <laughs> nah you guys are from the old show but I just wanted to check in with you because it's been a while well uh, I, pr- I appreciate you doing that man um, I'm feeling a little insecure right now maybe it's well, because she's making me sound like a 10 <laughs> a, a, uh, year old girl or the fact that she's stealing my job maybe both I don't know I, for one, always knew that you guys would replace me with a younger model, so I was prepared for this day. Yeah, men are so predictable, aren't they? That's pretty funny. Uh, Well, good job, Doc. Good job to uh, whoever those uh, co-hosts were. We obviously are are in separate locations today. Yeah. um, If If the audience couldn't tell. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on my vacation. The. Corporate espionage that I was was planning for this week finished early, uh, so here I am at the beach. 
Well, you you deserve the, the the vacation since it doesn't look like we're going to be able to get you guys to Rio, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you enjoy enjoy the week, and we appreciate the listeners who, uh, you know, kind of will hang in there with us for this week's show as we broadcast. Are you already punting on this show this week? <laughs> locations? No, I'm not. I'm just I'm just pointing out the facts. I just want to set their expectations. Yeah. We are in three different locations, Doc. Yeah, and it's and an it's an established fact that that uh, right. these phone interviews don't work. So a phone show is probably right. even worse. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: it shows our commitment to our podcasting craft that we are together every week. Because that's a difficult thing to do. Because I can tell right now, three minutes into this interview or this show, it's not nearly as good without us being together. Right. But is that is that because Doc can't use any of his hand signals? <laughs> yeah, that's, he'd probably tell me to wrap it up right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I I would say that most podcasts out there, just to give a plug for our show, mm-hmm. do this thing where they do it on the phone because it is hard to get together. You know, you've got to travel from D.C. to the studio, and Doc has got to crowbar it into his day, and so you know what? Props to us. Yeah. Props to us. For, for for doing this show because this show already, like I said, is not nearly as good. I like how I like how you've spun. Uh, we're we're putting out an inferior product this week, and you've spun that into making us look good. Well, I just want to I just want to make sure people understand. I, I guess I more wanted to make sure people appreciated our commitment. Yeah. To the show because okay. it's difficult. It's it's a lot easier just to mail it in and, and phone yeah. it in every week. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to have to do verbal but, cues today. I think I think we're going to if, if if you keep pumping our own tires, people are going to tune out in a minute. That's that's true. So you only have about 45 more seconds to to talk about how great we are. All right. Well, it I'll end it there. We 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 could spend <laughs> the next 45 minutes on it, but that's 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 fine. You get my point. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm I'm glad we are putting out something this week. Um, it's going to be an abbreviated show, obviously. Hopefully, but <laughs> I, I feel like you still have 58 more minutes of how great we are in you. <laughs> All right, I'll move I'll move past that. I do want to get to the agenda, Doc. <laughs> okay. You present, you've presented me with. Um, we wanted to talk about uh, the ultra marathon dog, which we've already touched on. Uh, very good points by your co-host earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get to, we'll get to that. We want to talk about the Olympics. Uh, the, the track and field will officially start tomorrow. So really excited about that. Um, and as we record on Thursday, it'll start Friday, August twelfth. Uh, so we are looking forward to seeing a couple of former guests participate in the uh, athletics. You know they call it athletics. I do, track yeah. I bet Joanna knew uh, that too, since she's all knowing in track and field. I'm sure she. I'm Sounds sure like she Luigi did. knew that too. No. That is not. That is not Luigi. Luigi does not bark. Oh, uh, that was London. That was London. Sorry, but <laughs> Joanna, you knew, of course, it was athletic. I I did know that. Yes. What? What? Why athletic, Doc or Joanna? Can you guys fill me in on that? Why isn't this track and field? Blame the Greeks, dude. <laughs> the Greeks, yeah. the Greeks came up with it. And yeah, and, and then their economy went bankrupt. So there you go. <laughs> okay, okay, that's 
that's a good enough description. I won't Wikipedia it. I'll just go with that. <laughs> um, also, we wanted to talk about Lily King. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lily King, of course, the U.S. Olympic swimmer, who has called out a number of other athletes about doping. And not only swimming athletes, right? all Olympic athletes. So right, we'll, we'll she, she crossed several that. sports there. She did. Uh, so... A lot to get into in this Vegas abbreviated show as we broadcast from three different locations. And I do apologize if my dog is um, in the background making uh, mm-hmm. uh, making noises. But speaking of dogs, the yes. ultra-marathon dog, um, I, I, I think your um, co-host made a great point how do you adopt a stray dog. Right. Luckily, I we're not interested in facts here. <laughs> I, never, I never thought about that. Um, I guess you just take in stray dogs. You don't really adopt them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, there, there must be an adoption process. I, I think the issue is that he's trying to bring the dog into another country. So when you bring live animals across borders, that's, mm-hmm. that's when you need to make sure that they have all of their immunizations and all of their shots. So it's not just the whole adoption part of it. It's the, uh, the health of the live animal that you're bringing into a new country part of it. That's going to cost a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, the, the story, I, I read the story, but I don't recall. Where, where is this desert run taking place? In China. China. And where was the, where was the guy trying? What other country was he trying to get into? Oh. I believe he was from Great Britain, right, Doc? Yes. Great Britain. Yeah, Great Britain. Wow, that's a lot of customs to go through with a dog. Yeah, I can see that being an issue. Yeah. By the, what did you guys think of this story? I, I, I felt like we touched a, bit, a little bit on it with my new co-hosts, but uh, I was curious, uh, you know, maybe maybe we could dive a little bit deeper into it because I, I personally think it's a great story. Well, I think it fits, you know, our show perfectly. We talk dogs, most of dogs, but we talk, do talk some running, so mm-hmm. it does fit in what we... Uh, what we discussed on the program, but yeah, I thought... Um, That's a good point. We should turn this into like a three-episode three series. <laughs> right. Um, and I think, didn't, didn't uh, loyal listener Brian Knight um, tweet that in, thinking this would be a perfect, uh, 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 perfect segment for us? Truth be told, Brian Knight was not the only person to uh, recommend okay. it, but yes, he did tweet it to us. But he did. All right, well, we appreciate uh, everybody who, who brought this story to our attention. It wouldn't have... Uh, Docs would, of course, found it without your help. Because uh, <laughs> that, that, that's what he does. But we do appreciate you uh, sending it in. Um, but about the story, yeah. I thought it was a, a, uh, a really cool story that tugged at my heartstrings, having a dog. I wish my dog could, could run with me that long mm-hmm. or would run run with me that long and not, and not go... Left, right, north, south, up, down, and all the all over the place. You're just using this as a way to like point out the faults in your dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I do try to bring it back to me a lot of times. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought that was um, I thought that was a, a pretty cool story. The dog ran 32 miles with the guy in the first day, I think. But I, I think that it ran a lot more with him, right? Yeah, it did. And, and he had to carry it through some of the treacherous parts of the race. Yeah, as if a, so, a, an ultra marathon was not difficult enough, 
Now you're responsible for for this tiny dog. Good thing it wasn't like a Great Dane that was running with him. No, I'm not sure a Great Dane would have been able to make it that far. Well, uh, but he'd have to carry it more. Yeah, and that that Great Danes are like a hundred pounds. As far I know. As I can tell from yeah, that would have been tough. But yeah, I do think it uh, it, it shows. Um, you know, we talked about stories that. Um, tug at the heartstrings on, on this show that are usually about the the uh, human spirit and how great the human spirit I mean this is the this is a real tug at the heartstrings about the the, the canine spirit, I yeah. would say. Mm-hmm. And how um, how powerful the, the the canine spirit can be. And uh, yeah, it was a good I think it could be, you know I think it's a good. I think it's it's, it's a movie. If uh, somebody would, oh, uh, it's definitely um, it's definitely going to be a movie. Maybe maybe we can tell the story a little bit more. Joanna, you you sound like you read the article more than Farley did. You want to uh, give us some thoughts on on what happened and your take on this great story? <laughs> um. Well, you know, he was he was running, and then he noticed this small dog running alongside of him and then he thought that the dog would eventually like drop off or go somewhere but it didn't and it stayed with him um and like i said it it couldn't go over some of the trains so he would carry it and then there was a day that the dog couldn't run because it was just way too hot um and he became such a fixture in the race that the um, race organizers took the dog to like the next checkpoint so that he was there waiting for this guy when he finished that leg of the race. And and how does this make you feel about uh, dogs? Um, well, you know, one summer when I was in high school, I did um, I did missionary work in Kentucky, and I was staying on this farm that was on this really long road. It was like 10 miles long, and it was just like a whole bunch of other farms, and nobody had really any fences, and everyone had guard dogs. So that was my second year doing cross country, and I was like, well, I have to train through the summer. So I would go running along this road, and all of these dogs would, like, chase me and, like, nip at my heels and um, just generally be very unhappy I was running on the road. But then one day, this, like, black lab just appeared out of nowhere, and he would go on all of my runs with me and, like, chase off the other dogs. And the place where I was staying said that he was just a stray dog. He didn't belong to anyone, so he came and stayed on the farm with us. So did you try to adopt that stray dog? Um, I, I wanted to, but we already had two dogs at the time, so my parents said no. Um, but the, the organizers, like the people that live on the farm I was staying at, they adopted him. So he did, he did get a home even though it wasn't fine. But Joanna, aren't you from New Jersey? Wouldn't, wouldn't, in Jersey, wouldn't you have wanted more than two dogs? Um, I, I thought so, but at the time, you know, I was still living under my parents' roof, and they're, right. they're not true, they're not true New Jerseyans, so they didn't want more dogs. Well, I'm not a true New Jerseyan either, and I certainly would not want a second dog, so I'm with <laughs> Suzanne and Peter, for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you know, like, one thing about this story, though, that, that would make me sad, I mean, the guy bonded with his dog for, like, a week while he was in China, but now he has to wait six months I feel like the dog and the and the runner, like the universe, brought them together. But I hope I hope right. that that six month absence doesn't, you know, the dog doesn't kind of like stare at him sideways, you know, like that. I I I don't think that'll happen. There's so many videos on the internet of dogs being apart from their owners for extended periods of time, and they still recognize them and go crazy when they see them. So I think that the bond formed during this race is strong enough that when that dog gets to the UK, he's going to go nuts. I hope yeah, so. Yeah, and I, that that is that is one thing you know I have learned not owning a dog before London, 
as we uh, continue on with the uh, the dog uh, podcast here. Yeah. Uh, not owning a dog before London, she is super excited to see me. Um, yeah. Way more excited to see me than Julie is, which is kind of a cool, <laughs> which is kind of a cool thing. So I am sure yeah. they're reunited at long last or however long it is. The, the dog will be thrilled uh, to see his new uh, adopted parent. All right, well, guys, I think we covered the um, ultra marathon dog story. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, now we're going to move on to the pretty, dog Olympics? Pretty well. <laughs> I don't know if there's a podcast or show in the country that uh, <laughs> covered this story as well as we did. So uh, <laughs> kudos to us on that. More kudos for us. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the the, the the dog Olympics? No. Yeah. We'll go to the people. Well, let's go to the uh, the human Olympics. Should we advertise on Animal Planet? <laughs> we probably, probably should. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get on that. Okay. Um, that's not a bad idea. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Olympics in Rio. Uh, track and field starts on Friday, August twelfth. Uh, big events starting this weekend include the uh, 800 meters for the men. Now, Kate Grace doesn't start yet. Uh, also, the women's 1500 will be starting um, this weekend. I believe Friday is the first round. And Friday, yeah, the, Friday evening. Friday evening. I know Joanna had uh, some picks on the Run Paces blog for the women's 1500. So that's going to be a must-watch event for sure. Uh, and then the, then the uh, marathon is is one of the marathons is this weekend. I the women, yeah, the women is Sunday morning. Yep. So by the time that you are listening to this show, a lot of good action. Uh, some rounds of the, the the fifteen and the eight. So if you're uh, if you've missed those this weekend, certainly you can watch those. Uh, you know, coming up here uh, during during the week because they usually have. As Kate Grace mentioned last week, they usually have the first round and then the semifinals that follow the day after, and then a couple of days later they'll have the finals. Uh, so, and also finally, the uh, a race that we want to uh, probably watch uh, is, is the, one of the first finals in the track and field program is the women's ten thousand uh, meters. So, and when is that? Be, so that's going to be tomorrow. Former guest Molly Huddle uh, has got a shot. Medal. So hopefully, by the time you're listening to this program, uh, she will have performed well and even possibly medal. So should we record like six different versions of this based on how she did? <laughs> yeah. Like I'll just make six different predictions. Like I predict she gets the gold. I predict she gets the silver. I predict she gets the bronze. I can't believe she just missed out on a medal. <laughs> yeah, that's four. That's good. Uh-huh. That's good. Yeah, let's go with those four. Can you believe that NBC went to commercial during the last lap? That's Joanna's favorite, yes. <laughs> yeah, so um, out of those, which ones are you looking forward to mostly, uh, Joanna? Wait, out of, just, out of, I mean, out of everything? Or out of, out of the, let's, let's start with the weekend. Yeah, this weekend stuff. Friday uh, and Sunday. Well, obviously the women's 1,500 rounds and the steeplechase for the women's first round will also be on Saturday morning. Oh, okay, um, that's another one, yep. Yeah, so I definitely like the 10K is going to be very interesting. I can't wait for that on women and the men's side. And then, um, yeah, the women's marathon. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how uh, Molly does. She chose the 
10K, you know, which was, it hasn't been her event. You know, she's always been a 5K runner, but she chose the 10K specifically because she thought that was her best chance to medal. So she's putting herself out there uh, to try to get uh, one of these top three places. Well, that's not her event on the track, but didn't she run like a 12K road championship every year? That that is true. And, you know, set like a world best one year in in Alexandria. And got got an oversized check. (laughs) It's not like she's not a good 10K runner. That's a good good point. Uh, Docs, what are you looking forward most to? Well, I'm excited that the the track and field events were starting. I, I, I... I wasn't totally committed to doing this podcast, but I wanted to talk to you guys to find out when events were. So I finally agreed to do this so that I could ask you guys when are the races this weekend so I know when to watch. Well, I'm glad we were of service to you. <laughs> so yeah. The one thing that Joanna did throw in there, that's a good point, it's the women's steeple is Saturday as well. So those are the distance events uh, that, that matter to this, this, uh, to this podcast. This yeah, exactly. Set the, set the DVRs for all those, Doc. Have you, have you guys been watching the Olympics, or did the Olympics start with track and field for you? No, I've been, I've been watching. I actually have been riveted, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not um, a fan of swimming except for every four years, and I actually think it's been, it's been pretty exciting. Very entertaining. Uh, it has been really entertaining. I, I mean, the, the, the Lily King stuff that we're going to get to, Michael Phelps, I mean, I, I, I don't know what, what you think of the guy, but he is incredible. After I thought he was retired and gone through ups and downs and all this other stuff, and then uh, he looks as dominant as ever, at least in the event that he's doing. I know he's not doing as many events that he did in Beijing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Katie Ledecky from... Um, also Bethesda, from Maryland. From Maryland, um, so, you know, liking the, the hometown angle there. She's been, been pretty fun to watch and pretty dominant as well. Farley, what do you think about Michael Phelps bringing his uh, newborn child to, to all the events and keeping it up late? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that is uh, probably not something I would do, you know. But I think it's like, I think it's like you know, you're trying to – to me, again, this is just, just to me. <laughs> I may have just baited you, <laughs> did I? Uh, yeah, I, you know, you're trying to make it all about you and trying to paint this image of who you are and try to redefine him as this, you know, because he had some somewhat of a checkered past when you end up in a, you know, a photograph with a bong and a, a DWI and, you know, some other trans... Uh, transgressions that weren't um, as uh, homely and family as the kids, you know, in the stands with the, with the mom and the, and, and the grandmother. And the Drew Brees head, headphones. Yeah, and the big headphones. So, to me, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of, like, the, let's, let's put the kid out there to make me look like a certain type of way. I'm more of a, like, let my athletic actions speak for themselves. And, you know, it's to show my family in the stands. Because what's the kid do? Is the kid really need to be there at 10 o'clock at night? Because he's really yes. late. I hate to bring up a logistical question, but where, like, where else is he going to be? They're going to, like, hire a random baby in Rio? Yeah, he's got a, a nanny. Whoever, one of his money. sponsors should be watching the kid. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, we can't talk now, about it because of Rule 40, but they can certainly right, babysit right. the kid. But you know what? I might change my mind when uh, eventually that we have this kid, which seems like <laughs> it's never going to come. But for now, that's how I feel. I'm not going to put – if uh, next time I, I win the, the local 5K, I'm not going to parade around with a kid in my hand on the warm down. Let's, let's be honest. It. Let's be honest. Which 5K are you winning? <laughs> There's got to be like a Tuesday night one that Stan says DC Roadrunners put on. Um, I'm not going to grab the kid afterwards and parade around and do a warm down lap with the kid. I'm just not going to do it. I just think that I think that's just a little <laughs> bit uh, yeah. make look at all, all look at me. Yeah. And, you know, and and I'm, uh, I'm so great. and you also are on record saying that that you wouldn't Instagram your kid, and then you started an Instagram account for your dog. So we'll see what happens. Well, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I reserve the right to change my opinion. <laughs> the kid that's all all right the baby in the stand aside joanna you have a a swimming past uh have you been enjoying the swimming i have yeah i always like watching the swimming um my brother and i grew up swimming so it's always just really exciting to watch and the americans are so dominant in so many events like the relays men's backstroke there's always like one terrific women's breaststroker um, so it's just—it's always just really exciting to see the Americans compete, and they're such an exciting team to watch too. Especially when you see them in the team room in the back, That's and true. when an American does well, I mean that room just goes crazy. Like everyone is pretty cool. lit, and it's awesome to see. And I wish that every American team had that same um, like bond and camaraderie. And maybe they do. We just don't see it on camera. But with the swimmers, you especially see that. Yeah, but don't you think that also has something to do with, like, probably all of these these uh, swimmers grew up on swim teams. So it's, it's yeah. kind of unique to that no, sport. They didn't, that the, the same, they didn't grow up on the same swim team. No, but that's part, of this, that's part of the sports culture is that you have that team as you're growing up and you're swimming. It, it kind of breeds that as part of the uh, sport, don't you think? Yeah, but isn't that the same for like all sports is that you have a team? Um, well, I don't, think, I don't think so much in track, to be honest. Yeah, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because I do have an opinion on in watching, and I've noticed this about the different Olympic sports, and I've got, I think, three examples where I, I think the track doesn't have the same sort of camaraderie or the same sort of, like, team spirit. Like, you're right. That, that, those, those swimmers are all watching and, and going, and they look authentic and, like, yeah. getting excited. Yeah. Which I think is cool. Um, the other sport that has the team component that is, you know, the Americans are amazing at is this gymnastics. Oh, but yeah, to definitely. me, when they, when they like say good job and hug each other, it seems so forced mm-hmm. and just so like, just, it's just awkward. Um, I think with the gymnastics girls, you know, they do their routines on the apparatus and then they hug their teammates. That's like part of their routine is right. to hug all their teammates. But with the swimmers, it's, um, it's an authentic outburst of emotional excitement that isn't quite the same with gymnasts. And gymnasts also have to be a little bit more composed than, than probably swimmers do. Uh, but also, I think, and maybe I'm wrong on this, I was thinking, like, looking at the gymnasts, they are more in a bubble, but maybe, and, and probably aren't, like, in regular social 13, 14, 15-year-old, like, regular social they don't have the same social experiences, but maybe swimmers are the same way because they're young too. But, but that was my, my thought on 
uh, gymnastics. Because, you know, Kate Grace brought up last week, she's like, she's, you know, 25, 26, 27. She's one of the old, old compared to swimmers and, 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 the, and, the, and the girls in the gymnastics team. Yeah. Although Michael, Michael Phelps is 31. It's true. It's true. Um, so well, maybe way to call him out, thing. Joanna. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not an age thing, but I, I just thought the team component there in gymnastics way different than swimming, and definitely different than than uh, than athletics or track and field. The one other one that I wanted to mention that I liked, which I thought was really cool, was the women's volleyball. The women's volleyball. Well, when those with the girls on the side, have you guys been watching that? Are you talking about the dance? indoors or beach? Indoors, indoors, where the 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 women who are who are not in the game, they've got all these choreogra- choreographed dances, like really pretty, like enthusiastic, like happy, smiley, and all. I mean, Farley, did you know me, that they they actually one of the girls that made the team can't play volleyball? They just recruited her from Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised because. They, they seem like genuinely like pumped to be there and together and um, you know so those are those. It is interesting to see the different team dynamics. Well, what do, what do you think? Uh, like watching the, the beach volleyball, uh, what do you think about them celebrating after every single point? Um, I, I don't get it because that's I, I, to me it's to act like you've been there a little bit more than yeah they, they're doing. But I, I that's just the way I think that sport is. So exactly, I don't quite understand. I don't quite understand it. It's like it's like they're running a marathon and they're celebrating at the mile marker, the first mile marker. <laughs> exactly, I know. I so I don't. I don't so we're we're, I don't, we're a running show, so yeah. I don't. Know. There's a lot of different sports in the Olympics that you know I can't understand or uh-huh. relate to, but I guess that's what makes it great. Well, I I mean, I personally, I've I've been enjoying the swimming. I thought it was really interesting. Lily King called out one of her competitors this week. And then there was some theatrics behind it. Didn't she do, like, some finger wag? To whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Okay, so we'll, we'll let Joanna tell the story. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go ahead. So her, her Russian competitor, Efimova, I guess I'm not sure how you say her name, she has been uh, caught twice cheating drug, with drugs. And um, when she won her heat for the 200-meter breaststroke semis, she, like, put her finger in the air, like, lagging number one. Oh, and then okay. When, Lil- when Lily King is watching this in the ready room on the TV, she kind of mocked her, like, Lily King mocked her. And then when Lily King uh, beat her, she did the same, like, finger-wagging movement. It's called so the Thumbo. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or Cookie Monster. Yeah, or that too. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I derailing your story again. <laughs> um, well, so that that's basically the story. And after after so the first the first night in the semis, they didn't swim against each other. They didn't swim against each other until the finals. And after her um, her mocking of the Russian girl, the reporters had had talked to Lily King, and she had, she called out basically all drug cheats and said that. They shouldn't be allowed to compete in the Olympics, and she didn't limit it to just her Russian competitors, but also um, Justin Gatlin, Tyson Gay, any host of people who have been caught cheating for drugs. She said that they shouldn't be allowed in the Olympics, and I think that's a fair opinion for a 19-year-old athlete to have who is competing clean. 
I, I thought it was an extremely mature opinion, too, for her to have that. I mean, you would think these 19-year-olds maybe don't have the context or knowledge that Justin Gatlin and Tyson Gay, who are probably in their late 20s or 30s, and have been competing, you know, professionally for 10 years. I- I'm surprised she even knows who those guys are. <laughs> the fact that she, I mean, I just the fact that she is, uh, this is just my perspective on, you know, I was a high school basketball coach this past year, and I- I'm coaching 15, 16-year-olds. And just, uh, that's my context for what a 19-year-old knows. But the fact that she is that well-versed in, in doping, and knowing that those guys and been calling them out, having the guts to call them out, I mean, that is... The second part of this is, is though, after she won the, the final and she got the gold medal, she did not shake the Russian girl's hand. Yeah. So, you know, you win and then you shake the hands of the people in lanes next to you. And um, Efimoza, or Efimo, however you say her name, the Russian girl, mm-hmm. she tried to shake her hand and Lily came with Which I... That's the one thing that I'll say... You know, you can say your comments. I, I am totally fine with mocking the finger movement, but when you win, I do think that she should have just just given her a handshake or yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, and even Michael Phelps and who's the guy that he was going back and forth with, and I think he did the combo too as well. Yeah, the the they, South African, I think. Yeah, they Le- ended up. Yeah, the yeah, They ended up, you know shaking hands and hugging after that. I thought that was, that was pretty cool. I think there was definitely enough time passed where, where actually people at home were thinking, hey, looks like Michael Phelps is not going to acknowledge him after he beat him. <laughs> right. So, I mean, yeah, that, he, that wasn't, you know, I think that took him a, a, a thoughtful moment before he moved over to shake his hand, you know? Um, yeah. And it might also have had something to do with the fact that the guy finished fourth and off the medal stand. Whereas, whereas so the other woman finished to, second. Right, right. A lot easier to uh, acknowledge and embrace someone who's who you just smoked than someone who was right there. Or also easier to acknowledge and embrace someone who wasn't a, jug, uh, a known drug cheat. So maybe that's yeah. the difference there too. Well, I, I thought, and and I agree, Joanna. I think that was a, that was an interesting spin, and and personally, I I would have recommended that that she shake her hand anyway, and and kind of take mm-hmm. the high road, because everything that she said, I think, was legit, and and that's enough, you know. But what I thought was interesting, in in a very positive way, was she she didn't she didn't narrow her thoughts to. Uh, oh, the Russians shouldn't be in the Olympics. Uh, the Russian right. drug cheat shouldn't be in the Olympics. She acknowledged that that uh, you know Team USA is also sending people that have that have uh, uh, been suspended for um, taking performance enhancing drugs, and so she wasn't really being hypocritical about that, which I appreciated. You know, and I, and I do totally agree with you, but I do think that the media took this spin um, as. USA versus Russia, the Cold War is not over, good versus evil, and that that's like totally skewing what she, what she really said and yeah. what her intention was, was to call out all drug chiefs, not specifically the Russian one. Right. Well, was there any response from Gatlin or the, the Americans? Yes. That's the one I'm most interested in, Gatlin or Gay. Yeah, I saw Gatlin. Gatlin wrote back and he said, I did my time. Hmm. Which, I mean, that's that's a valid argument. Um, can I can I ask maybe a polarizing question to my co-host yeah, here? Please, please. Um, what are your opinions on the punishment for 
athletes who are caught doping, should lifetime bans be enforced? Should it be a slap on the wrist? Should it be a four-year ban? Well, what do you think is the appropriate punishment? Docs. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna uh, pass this off to me. I, I think it's. I think I'll it's. I'll answer it. I want yeah. you to go first. Yeah. Well, I think it's not black and white. That's the thing. And I and I think in some cases, you know, there there are literally cases where somebody was very clearly cheating, and then there there's some cases where, well, you're not really sure if if they were aware of it or not, you know, and. I can think of some a couple examples. One, I know that uh, there was a Russian hockey player who was like playing on the junior team when you know as, as a seventeen or eighteen year old, and his coaches were giving them things, and they told them everything is clean, don't worry about it, and then the whole team got busted. Uh, you know, so something like that, I don't think is fair for for the kid to be banned for a lifetime. But I think that there's other cases where the the athlete is engaged very obviously in um, fully aware of what they're doing. And I know that you can make the argument all, always, like, if you're an athlete, you should know what you're putting in your body and all that kind of stuff. But, it, you know, I think that – so I think that there's certain circumstances. But I, I definitely think that um, if you're taking a performance-enhancing drug for many years and you're aware of it and you're, you're taking that for the advantage and you get popped, I think that you should be lifetime banned. I think that should be it because – even during those years that you're taking that that drug, when you get off of it, you're still benefiting from taking the drug. Like those wow. those those years of training with that drug helped Absolutely. you. And and I I agree with Doc. How about that? I, mm. I I as much as I appreciate Lily King's moxie and bravado of calling these people out and making it a you know a a black and white subject. I agree. It's not a black and white subject. I subscribe to a lot of conspiracy theories, and I think <laughs> I, I would be careful what, you know, the IOC, and I think the, the IOC, and maybe sometimes USATF is, and this is just me, again, me throwing it out there, like, I, I'm not, I don't have any evidence to back it up, but they're very careful of who they bust, because there's a lot of money at stake. I think it's very interesting that the Jamaican sprinters, some of them have been busted, but Bolt has never been busted. And, you know, it's, is, is Bolt clean and the other Jamaican sprinters aren't? You know, I, you know, maybe that's the case, but it's just suspicious to me. Well, that, I mean, and that's, I think, that's some speculation, but we, I mean, if going back absolutely. to your USA track and field, uh, point, I mean, it's a known fact that like Regina Jacobs was, was doping in the right. 1990s. And, you know, she would never run internationally. She would never run outside of the U.S. Right. And, and you know, there has to be some question to USA Track and Field. Like, why didn't you bust it? Why didn't you do anything like that? So, so I agree. And I, and I feel bad for, you know, some of these athletes who are trying to compete with people who aren't clean. So I almost, at times, I feel like bad for, for some of these other athletes who are trying to do it clean and then just realize, hey, well, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to beat Regina Jacobs, so I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, as, this is a whole worm wormhole of of speculation and conspiracy theories and all those things. But well, like, like your point, what you're saying right now is one thing. I always thought of like to to talk baseball for a second. I always felt like Barry Bonds was the best player of his generation, and I don't think that he started doing steroids until Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire uh, were celebrated for hitting more home runs than him. 
And then Absolutely. He, and then so he said, hey, you know what? I'm better than these guys. I'm going to do drugs too, you know? And and then he got And I caught. almost don't blame him for that. I almost don't yeah. blame him for that. So that's, so that's why I, I think it's not black and white. There's a lot of subtleties to it. And... There's a lot of there's a lot of differences between what you can take and then, you know, you you maybe take supplements that aren't as powerful as EPO, but maybe you're on the ban list and you didn't know they're on the ban list. So I don't think it can be a black and white. You're suspended for life just because. Well, it's a- well, let's let's. Um, what what do you think, Joanna? You posed the question. Do you have an opinion? Um, I mean, it's it's such a tough topic because the idealist in me really just wants to say lifetime bans because then you you take away temptation to right. to experiment with things that are towing the line or going over the line. Um, but I mean, the baseball is a perfect example that it is really tough to compete against people who aren't clean, and I think a lot of athletes seek out supplements or um, or things that, are, that like toe the line but aren't crossing over because they still yeah. want to be competitive and they want to win against people who they, they know that they're better than. So I, I do think that it's, it's really a tough conversation to have. And again, like I really want to say lifetime bans, but I think it's hard to just blanketly say lifetime bans. But I would like to see all of the governing bodies of yes. all the sports take more initiative to discourage athletes from doping and like i mean maybe i i don't want Usain Bolt to be doping i really would be heartbroken to learn that he was but i could see why they wouldn't test him if they had evidence that maybe he was because he is so great for the sport and marketing wise and media wise he is beloved by everyone um but that can't be a reason not to keep the integrity of clean sports uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it does come down to, and we're talking like big money. We're not talking like just the, the the little sponsorships that some of these athletes get and all of a sudden. We're talking Procter Gamble and, you know, Coca-Cola and uh-huh. those guys. Well, don't say their names. They don't advertise on our show. <laughs> right, right, right. right. They, yeah, they so might, there might be big money there, but none of it's coming to us. To, yeah, we don't, we don't need to give them extra plug yeah. on this program. Right, okay. Big brands out there that you would, household names you would know who spend, you know, millions and millions of dollars on that, this event, and it's a lot better to have Justin Catlin versus Usain Bolt than two people you haven't heard of. That's my only yeah. argument. Well, it's, I, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to know, you know, it's hard to know if, if there isn't any, it's hard to say whether there's conspiracy or not. Um, I don't know, but I, I have to I have to agree with what Joanna said. I mean, you need consistency at all the governing levels uh, on the testing and uh, the punishment, and the fact that there's you know like some governing bodies that are uh, looking the other way, some governing bodies which are actually giving drugs to their athletes uh, and and helping them mask it. Then you're never gonna you're never gonna fix the sport, you know. Uh, you, you need everybody at the at the top levels to be consistent and say, "Look, you know, this is this is how it's going to be, and this is this is what what it needs to be." But I think because of the money that's in there, I think, like you said, I think people are looking the other way, and and uh, that hurts. I agree. I agree. Well, unfortunately, the three smart hosts of this show, I don't think are going to figure it out. <laughs> but um, 
it's not going to stop me from watching the track and field, which I'm super <laughs> excited about. Yeah. Um, you know, there may be some shiftiness and shadiness going on and some doping, but it's not going to take away uh, this next week for me. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about a lot of a lot of stories to follow. So. I mean, the, the Olympics in general uh, are, are completely corrupt, and it's terrible what's happening to Rio. Uh, it's it's terrible that it's that it's killing the economy down there. That that people who need the money are being neglected, so that they could build these big stadiums and and uh, um, that are going to go empty in a week. But it, the, the Olympics are so fun to watch, you know. Yeah, I mean the big money. I won. agree. So, Docs, I know you you're going to get this reference. Watch your guy John Oliver. Mm-hmm. He's got the, he's got that show, a late night talk show on HBO or right. something. His whole rant, and you can Google this, about the World Cup, yeah, <laughs> how corrupt it is. Yeah, that, that was the bit I just stole. Delight. Everything. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant rant. And then he says, of course, I'm still going to watch because it's the World Cup. Yeah. That's the way I feel, you know, regardless of how, the, uh, uh, how doped up some of these uh, athletes might be. I don't, I, I don't think it's totally rampant, uh, but it's uh, definitely a concern. All right. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I have one more Olympic thing. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, so to go back to swimming, um, I yeah. don't know if you guys have a favorite commentator, but my favorite commentator by far is Rowdy Gaines. So he, he, was, in, he was an Olympic swimmer, and he is hysterical. If you listen to the commentary I, that he says, he's amazing. I think he's really, really funny. I got to get, yeah, he's over the top at times, but over the top, <laughs> being over the top at times is better than being just dull and, and just boring. I agree. He's pretty, he's pretty good. Um, I think he's, he's, um, he, he's better than any of the track commentators, unfortunately. Yeah. In my opinion. Uh, he, he brings it. He is good. So you got a couple days left of swimming, so definitely make sure you listen to rowdy, rowdy games. I was going to say Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh-huh. Do you know who Rowdy Roddy Piper is, uh, Joanna? Uh, no. Yeah, I didn't think so. He's like an 80s wrestler. Oh, okay, yeah. Definitely yeah. would not have ever no. known that. Yeah. Anyway, but yes, that guy, is, uh, Gaines, is, 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 is solid. All right, I think we... Um, Exceeded the time limit? Yeah, yeah we've covered, we've covered our job. topics. Thoroughly yeah. covered our, our agenda. Uh, we had a, a uh, couple of guest hosts, and we did this all for you, the listener. So, you know what? Docs is on vacation. I'm in Arlington, muting my phone back and forth because the planes are flying over. Joanna is standing in a odd part of her house because she doesn't get <laughs> service in this part of DC. So, we are making the sacrifice for you, the listener. Spread the good word about our podcast. Let people know at Pace the Nation uh, on Twitter and let people know that you enjoy the show and tell five people. Tell ten people. Mm -hmm. Well, just tell five people and tell those five people to tell five people. Tell five people. That's how pyramid scams work. (laughs) So let them know about our show, but we do sincerely appreciate you listening. Uh, of course, this podcast is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we also have our uh, location in Princeton, New Jersey, where you have to have the attendant pump your gas. Always. 
It's such a luxury. It's so great. <laughs> it is. It is great. I don't know. I think it's kind of awkward because I don't know whether to tip them or not. No, oh, you um, don't tip them. I know. It's to me, it's just a little weird. But Farley, you uh, never I'm tip all, somebody who does something for you that you could do for yourself. Okay, I won't tip my server then. I think Dwight Schrute he said that once. Yeah, he did. Well, I won't tip my. Uh, server at the uh at, at the next restaurant i go to is making three dollars an hour mm-hmm. uh, yeah I'll, i probably, I probably what, wouldn't go I'll back blame to that doc. restaurant <laughs> blame doc for that all right well thank you uh listeners and thank you guys uh thanks docs for for uh getting the equipment down to the beach and um hopefully this recorded yeah we're so recording okay okay good yeah thanks for calling in guys yeah, usually it's on a different computer, so I'm a little concerned. Yeah, well, uh, glad to get a show out. Next week we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I know Joanna's out of town uh, soon, so we're going to have to uh, we'll have to figure out. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. What we're going to do after this next week's regularly scheduled program? A lot of track and field for next week. We have an exciting guest as well, um, and we'll be back in studio. So that's always good. And uh, we're not doing tweets this week for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have a double next week. So, so that'll be something to look forward to. Yeah. So our our, our listeners will our listeners who who listen to the tweets can can patiently await and see. They know that Farley doesn't show up for triples. Uh, they know he shows <laughs> up for singles. So yeah. you know we'll just you'll have to wait and find yeah. out whether or not Farley shows up for doubles. Uh, and for those of our listeners that don't listen to the tweets, this doesn't really mean anything for them. It really doesn't, but you should listen to them because they're entertaining as well. <laughs> Lastly, I wanted to thank Let'sRun.com, who posted our Matt Sensuous Senior interview. Uh, appreciate them picking that up, and hopefully uh, we'll see uh, some more of our interviews up there. I saw the I Kate Grace on there, too. Oh, fantastic. How did that happen, Joanna? I, fig- I figured that was your doing. Um, I mean, I can take full credit for it. Uh, I have to say my nemesis, Charlie Van, was very helpful. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Chuck Van. If you're a listener uh, who's new to the program, uh, we usually are in studio, and it's usually a better show. So just so you know. Yeah. Although this was a great show. This was a great show. <laughs> well, we're great, right, Farley? We're great, exactly, as, as I've said earlier. All right, that's Wavy Doc, and for Joanna E. Russo, and for our guest host today, thank you for joining us. I'm Chris Morley. This is Faith Nation. We'll see you next week.
Julie's like staring at me like, what the hell? Um, how long is this freaking show? I thought this was a shorter show. So um, I'm going to roll. Well, it's time to see you. Join us. Already past your bedtime? <laughs> Getting there. We just put the youngest kids to bed. To my right is Joanna Re- Uso. <laughs> Joanna E. Russo. <laughs> <laughs>